listening to this presently. I'm 25. I'm 24 still. And Katie's got two-ish more days. I know. It feels weird. I don't actually feel anything. No. Well, I think at this point our birthdays are like a little bit more mundane. They're just a day. Yeah. But the day's exciting, but like 24 and 25 is not a big difference other than like we can rent a car and we're that much closer to 30. <laughs> I think those are the only things. I think this year I'll feel okay, but next year is when I'll start to panic. Yeah. I feel like it'll be weird to say I'm 25. It feels older than I feel like I am. I don't remember ever anyone asking me how old I was when I was 24 and being like, oh, wow, I'm 24. Yeah. But now if someone asks, I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm 25. I also feel like I skipped years 23 and 24. Like, in my mind, I'm 22. I've always been partial to the odd numbers. Like, I really like 23, mm-hmm. so I'm ready. It feels just odd to have to say I'm 25 soon. I think we're definitely much closer to 30, though. Like, do you remember when you were 22? Like, you're a baby. And you were in, we were in school? Yep. I um, like when I was talking to Mabe and Mike, and I said, the teenagers are so stupid, and they were like, oh, as if you're any different. And I'm like, I haven't been a teenager Technically in five years, but also like seven, because like 18, yeah. you know? But just a little bit rude, maybe, Mike. <laughs> Hope you're listening. So this week we went to Stereoscope. It's in, I think it's technically Buena Park, the address, but it's basically La Mirada. Yeah, so we drove to LA. For coffee on a Monday. And Katie's rating was a three, and mine was a 2.75. I'm not quite sure why mine is 0.25 different but that's what we just gave it off the bat i feel bad doing two bad coffee reviews in two weeks but that's okay sometimes it happens we actually did really have some faith for this one too like obviously going into bad coffee we were a little bit iffy because of the name Mm -hmm. but this one you gave me three options and you really wanted this one so i was like it's got a there's potential it also had the highest rating of the three yeah there's definitely like four and a half stars i would say it's got four and a half stars on yelp but we will not return. No. We joined their, like, rewards program because they kind of pushed it on us. Katie gave her number and got I a star. I only got one star which for, for $10. For two coffees or two chais, I guess, you should get two stars. Exactly. And then it's 10 stars for a free drink. So, like, shouldn't it be 10 drinks for a free drink, not 10 visits? Because then I would have just had them charge us separately. (laughs) Exactly. It makes no sense. I think the pros were that the barista was cool. He was definitely invested in his job. He kind of seemed new because he was so into it. Yeah. Like, he was like, oh, join our rewards. Like, he was kind of pushy, but, like, in a nice way. He was like, yeah, you get this and, like, all the 10 stars. And he, like, really wanted to make coffee. Like, when there was a line, Mm -hmm. he, like, got the lazy butt that was in the back to come help him. And he was like, dude. And it was kind of cute. Like, it was a cute little shop. It was cute, but not functional. By the way, we both got two iced chais because it's Monday night and we have to go to work tomorrow. I think the taste of the chai is good. It could just use more chai. Yeah, it's very milky. Like, I like that the chai is spicy. We also didn't get a shot in it, which we usually do, so maybe we're a little bit like, where's the rest of my caffeine? Yeah. But it's very milky, and the chai is like a spicier chai. And they are afraid of the spicy chai because they put a pump of vanilla in it. It's just kind of in-your-face chai. It's definitely a cute place, but it's very little. There's one giant communal table that you, like, sit and study at. I didn't see any plugs, though. Like the Last Supper, almost. Yeah, Last Supper table that you sit with strangers, and if you don't get a seat, like... It's a fight to the death. Like, someone got up from their seat, and I was like, Katie, you're about to be standing, because I'm going to go sit down. Just because the seat was available, you have to sit in it. (laughs) Basically, or you're rejecting a gift. 
Oh, we also forgot that one of the pros is that it is open late. Oh, yeah. Like, they definitely want you to study there. I think it was open till 11. Uh-huh. I didn't see any plugs, but I'm sure they have Wi-Fi and the breeze is nice, so, like, it's fine. And even though it's open late, um, there's really nowhere to sit in there. Yeah. So, like, if you don't find a seat, you kind of have to cut your losses and go to Starbucks. And then the outside was, like, homeless people outdoor seating. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, are we going to start a bonfire in a trash can out here? There was, like, a footrest that was made of, like, a metal crate and it was like yeah like a metal dog crate almost but it looked like either a footrest or a bonfire or both like yeah. definitely a functional something that you would give like and i like that they tried so hard on the inside like you can see they tried to be so hipster on the inside and on the outside they just to be hipster they put out pink folding like metal, metal card chairs. table chairs yeah and then a random dog crate bonfire and they were like this is all you get Plus, it's, like, way too cold to sit outside, so there was no one sitting outside, but I just can't imagine, like, who goes out there. But, I mean, like, in the summer, especially in La Mirada, Buena Park, like, you'd want to sit outside because it's hot. Yeah, and if I went there, I would be like, what are these chairs? I'm not sitting here. (laughs) The two biggest cons were that it was $10, yeah, I for think two it's, chives. I don't even think Starbucks is $5 for a chai. No, we could go pretty much anywhere else. And we always kind of talk about price. I think it's a big deal that you can't really get a really good drink for like under $3. But when he was like $10 even, I was like, what? For and this? This is chai extract, so you know they're buying it. And the one thing that they were trying to doing a spiel about was I noticed on the menu it was like homemade syrups. Like it was vanilla homemade syrup, but the chai wasn't a homemade syrup. I remember you asking. So the chai is just off Amazon. And you can definitely just, yeah, like you said, get the chai and then put some milk in it and you have a chai tea latte. So the fact that we paid $5 for that. Yeah. We could get a whole tub of chai for $5. And I could make you this better chai tea latte. For like 50 cents. That's how they stay open. (laughs) is their markups the biggest con and i really hope they're listening to this and i still can't believe that i saw it this guy that was making our drinks was mixing it with one of those barista like long spoons with the little swirlies Mm -hmm. and then after he stirred the second chai he drank some of it from the spoon like licked it and then put it back in their communal water of spoons so gross so the next person who gets a chai or whatever he needs to mix is going to get herpes probably (laughs) whatever he has so that was disgusting and and then he also didn't announce when our drinks were ready no i just turned around i was like those look like two chais yeah and then he waited for the other guy to put the lids on like how lazy are you i will say that the barista did not tell us about the discount there was a 30 percent off after your eight o'clock discount on pastries and he didn't even tell us maybe i would have bought the donut i didn't even see the pastries like that's how bad of a salesman they also only had one menu on a piece of paper off to the side that was the hipsters thing about them because i had to literally crowd the The other two girls yeah Yeah. and i was like oh i'm gonna crowd you like here i am this is the only menu i could look at and it was two pages long so like you have to look at it for a while and read it and ask questions because it's a hipster place so maybe put it on the wall that would be a lot easier so other than the cuteness and it being open late and they wanting you to study there which has been kind of a problem with past coffee shops that we've been to i think uh other than that not a great place especially licking the spoon yeah well i mean i do like the the, the print of the labels yeah it's pretty cute their stickers were like a dollar fifty and they were square no square with like their name on it five times all like fancy writing but like i don't know what i would put that on not paying a dollar fifty. Where are you that. gonna put a square sticker? Maybe on my hydro flask, but like I would only put it on that if I really liked it. If you love that place, because that's gonna take a lot of space. So what would that be? Like a 
to 1.5 average ish i gave it three and you gave it 275 so three so it's like a two somewhere like a 283 probably yeah average math great math it's late but that's not a great score no and quite honestly like we'll never be back i'll never use the point they can have it i also like don't want to be mean but i don't think that place is going to be there very long well their markup is what's keeping them in business yeah, and apparently they have a fan base because that table was packed. That table was packed, but it was also only the last supper table. So it looked packed, but I'm it sure probably people, didn't have that much face on it. I'm sure those people have been there since like five. Yeah. Go or don't go to Stereoscope. You'll probably be fine either way. Yeah. You're not missing anything. So we're going to talk a lot about the Oscars this week. This could be our top 10 list, technically. Oh, yeah. This is a, an impromptu top 10. Let's do worst dressed. So the top five worst dressed in no particular order is Casey Musgraves, J-Lo, Spike Lee, Billy Porter, and Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph was bad, but I think the worst of those, I'm going to say it, is Billy Porter. I'm going to say Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves is pretty bad. Billy Porter is just annoying. Like, he, I don't know him in anything else other than announcing Oscar things. And also, when you're asking people on the red carpet questions, you shouldn't be outshining the person you're asking a question to. Well, especially when you listen to him, because he constantly would be like, oh, I don't want a fangirl here, or like, I don't want to step on any toes. Like, he would always make it about him, and it was just so annoying. Yeah. Also, can I say that I really hate that Ashley Graham was also on the red carpet interviewing? Well, she's got to do something. And she's getting skinnier and skinnier, so we can't really even call her a plus-size model anymore. She's more of a... She was very skinny last night. average Yeah, she was. But yeah, Casey Musgraves was more like pink loofahs threw up on her. Also, why was she even there? That's a good question. <laughs> they kept saying, they kept announcing, like, oh, she's here from her amazing night at the Grammys. And I'm like, did you just hear what you said? Because this is the Oscars. Like, This is the Oscars. And also, if she had such an amazing night at the Grammys, why have I never heard of her until now when she looks like a giant loofah? Yeah, and then Spike Lee's always kind of obnoxious and with his purple suit and his hate love rings. That I'm sure that's been used before in some sort of public thing that he's done. I was actually really sad about Maya Rudolph because I love her. Yeah, I think. Well, the three of them went together. They were all horribly dressed. Yeah, and but Maya Rudolph was the worst because she had some like flowery shawl on, and she's like, she has four kids, and she's just like kind of looking a little bit momish in this muumu. So it was just not flattering. And I think she's pretty. So like, and then. Tina Fey was prettiest of the three, but she, like you said, it just looked like a prom dress. Yeah, it was just a blue prom dress. I wasn't impressed. I don't think anyone who was at the Oscars, though, who was wearing pants really wowed me. Besides eighth grade. Well, that's becoming the thing. Like, again, at the Grammys, that was like, so many girls were wearing tuxes, and so I think people at the Oscars were kind of just continuing that trend. The girl from eighth grade looked a little odd. She Her eyebrows were intense she reminded me of um you know the royal tenenbaums sure the girl with the short hair the bob okay yeah well i think because her hair was back yeah and it was pinned just like like her bangs like she's usually super adorable and has like 14 year old hair i mean i thought she did the tux the best but uh she needs to reevaluate her eyebrows And then best dress, the rest of this top 10. Oh, also worst dress, J-Lo, because I'm just over J-Lo. Her and A-Rod were announcing something, but it's like, I'm just so over J-Lo. It's because she was in that awesome movie. 
second act. Oh, yeah. Second <laughs> act was so good. So then the best dressed is Regina King, Jason Momoa, Olivia Coleman, Roger Taylor. Oh, I crossed off Tina Fey. Regina King is adorable, and other than it being white, like you were saying, because it kind of looked just like a wedding dress, mm-hmm. it was really pretty, and it really looked good on her, I think, with a different color, so that it didn't resemble a wedding dress, it would have been much better. And then Jason Momoa, Momoa. Jason Momoa and Roger Taylor rocking the suits. Okay, I was reading. Velvet suits. Into the velvet suits, and also I was reading that Jason Momoa had, I think Oscar De La Renta designed his suit, and he made him a special scrunchie that matched I, his suit. I pointed that out during the interview. I know, I, I thought it was just like something with the sleeve. Well, because I saw the scrunchie, and I, I legit was like, how did he find a scrunchie the same as they his suit? They just made it for him. Okay, that makes so much more it's sense. It's just a ponytail covered in fabric. I mean, and it makes sense that he has a scrunchie because he has that long hair so yeah. like i think when i said it at the oscars no one was listening because mm-hmm. was i thought like, it was just like ruffles like old time well that's why i noticed it because it was only on one arm mm. that's why i was like what is that but they made him a scrunchie to put his hair back yeah which is adorable i don't know if he ever used it though and then roger taylor from queen was and kind of red similar was it velvet red Probably. velvet somebody else did red velvet uh the guy from if Beale Street could talk, but I think the guy from Queen did it way better. And then Olivia Coleman was super pretty and she was wearing like a green gown and then mm-hmm. her like shawl thing was cool because it kind of went like went around her arms and then it was like a train in a way. So yeah, went at the length of her dress and it was like flowery green and she won in green. Yeah, which apparently is the statistic. If you wear green to the Oscars, you won't win. And if you wear gold, you will. But she was also the biggest surprise, so two yeah, things. Biggest upset. Yeah. I think number five should go to the, the other disco ball. Brie Larson? Her. Yeah, Brie Larson. Besides the fact that she doesn't have any boobs. Yeah, she just didn't fill out the dress. She's just very skinny. The dress was pretty, but it just seemed like it was kind of folding in the wrong places. But yeah. she's pretty, and I liked her hair a lot, so... She was good, and she's not annoying. So that's our top ten for this week. Yeah, our fashion input that people ask for. Yeah, everyone was waiting. What are Katie and Katie going to say about the Oscar fashions? Time for our favorite topic. This is going to be the only time we mention this person because she doesn't deserve to be mentioned in the same category as the Oscars. And it'll be a quick little segment. Lady Gaga, despite popular opinion, I would say that her performance was not amazing it sucked i mean we're a little bit biased just because we don't particularly like her i thought it was very weird that they were getting super cozy because like his girlfriend girlfriend, is there baby mom and his mom i forgot about that (laughs) also why was bradley cooper's mom wearing sunglasses during the show she also never stood up i noticed that maybe it's like she's not a celebrity bradley's a celebrity take the sunglasses off even irena is more of a celebrity than i know and she wasn't wearing sunglasses doesn't he bring his mom everywhere yeah but anyway back to lady gaga (laughs) yes she was just i don't know we just don't really like her so we were just loving to hate on her performance I didn't think any of the performances this year really stood out. I mean, I think if they would have let Kendrick Lamar perform, if they would have bumped the hillbillies for Kendrick Lamar, it would have been a more standout performance than Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And also, I think that, like, people were like, oh my god, I watched the performance and Lady Gaga's pregnant now or something, like, as a joke. Yeah. But, like, Bradley doesn't seem as into it as Lady Gaga is. And it's pretty obvious. So it's kind of making it even more awkward that people are talking about it. Like, I can only imagine the conversations going on. Because just as a person and as, like, a woman, I'm sure Irina's like, yeah, what the heck? Like, I need some reassurance here. And I think also you're not a good actor or actress if you cannot turn it off after the movie has been 
finish. Like, just because they had chemistry on screen, it doesn't mean they're in love. Like, I don't no. understand. That's a movie, people. If you were a good actress, you would not let those emotions keep going inside yourself. You would turn them off. And she's not a good actress, so she can't turn them off. She genuinely probably thinks that her and Bradley are in love. And Bradley's like, I've been doing this forever. You're like my... 10th on screen love yeah and i'm married to a supermodel but she's like oh it's only a matter of time she probably does think she's pregnant right now but she's not but like you said about SZA and kendrick lamar i've actually i would love if someone would comment and tell us if they know why that was the only one cut out well all the articles said timing was an issue but if timing is an issue, why wouldn't you just do the most popular songs? I, we all know Hillbilly wasn't in the running. And I think if timing was an issue, they wouldn't cut out just one. They would cut out at least two because it kind of looks like they singled this song out. Yeah, it doesn't look good for them. And with Black Panther taking all those awards home, like it was just kind of odd that they didn't even let that be a performance. And something I read was like how people were sad about it. So I'm really interested. Everyone's sad about it and talking about it, but like, what's the reason? Like, why yeah. only that one? And it like, makes you no were sense to me. Reading that Kendrick Lamar and SZA don't have anything going on this no. weekend, so like, it wasn't like they were overbooked. Timing and whatever logistics was one of the reasons that the Academy said that they didn't have what's they their faces never tell playing. The truth. Uh, but also, the article looked into their <laughs> schedules, and neither of them had anything scheduled for the Oscars. I don't remember seeing either of them at the Oscars. No. So maybe, like, they weren't asked to perform, so they just didn't go. But why isn't that a story? I feel like that's dramatic enough for people to be like... Yeah. I don't even know if, like, too many people noticed. Maybe we should stalk, like, the Instagrams and see what's going on in the the tweeters. I don't know. I would have rather seen Kendrick Lamar than Hillbillies, and I would have rather seen Kendrick Lamar than Lady Lady Gaga. Gaga. I think the Hillbillies were just because they were sort of famous, but that song was definitely not in the running. No. We won't talk about (laughs) Lady Gaga anymore. No more Lady Gaga talk. This movie needs to die, and it needs to die today. It's ending with the Oscars. I'm really excited about that. We yeah. can move on with our lives in 2019. I know. I'm going to be so pissed if they're asked to present an award next year. Maybe the song won. I will be pissed about it. She just wants to go to the Oscars a lot. She's like, oh, I can't. Camera. I couldn't have sung this song with anyone else except <laughs> one in Bradley a Cooper. You're one in a million type of people. It's like, <laughs> oh, come on. Get over it yourself. I, I wonder what Barbara Streisand would say about this. Did you find it weird that Barbara Streisand introduced Black Klansmen? She's I, Jewish. I know that, but like, I don't know. I feel like she just wasn't the right person to announce I it. I think it was literally just because she's Jewish. And she's like a big deal in the community. But if you had Barbara Streisand, wouldn't you have her introduce Star is Born since she was in a Star is Born? Maybe she doesn't agree with it. Maybe that was part of it. Maybe Lady Gaga's also ripping off Barbara Streisand. Maybe that was another controversy that for some reason people aren't talking about. Just like I could see that happening. Kendrick Lamar. I could Me see too. I could Lady see that Gaga being a feud. Ripping off Barbara Streisand like Madonna. But also Madonna. Barbara Streisand's kind of crazy as well, so that would be kind of an interesting feud. Yeah, I would see that. But enough about Lady Gaga. Okay, I'm done. He's rocking those shorts, though. No. Pharrell is very fashionable. I Do don't like the short tux. Lest we forget his hat from a few years ago i miss the hat but that's why he wore the shorts oh and the guy from green book tried to bring beanies that was just ridiculous it was no like beanies. he put on a really nice outfit nice tux or whatever he was wearing and threw a beanie Some weird glasses also that... what was his wife wearing a potato sack let's not talk about that purple potato sack. she's she's an oddball and i love how those glasses were probably not even for seeing no so for the Rant shorts <laughs> we thought for live action that it was betwixt marguerite and skin 
because Marguerite is about lesbians and right, old and a young lesbian. Old and young, so kind of like the age difference and how the society has changed and it was cute and it wasn't as like jarring as the other as four. Skin, skins took a turn. Skin a was scary. Sharp turn. And I thought like maybe Marguerite, but then I I guess you have to realize that like with the times they're gonna choose skins. But also Marguerite was just safe. All of them that were jarring, yeah, like they're hard to watch and like power to all the people that can watch all of them. But like if you're gonna go the safe route and talk about lesbians and different society, it's kind of easy in a way. Yeah. And the skin one I really liked that it had really good casting like it actually had like recognizable people dumpling and it seemed like they were doing it because they actually like cared and believed in the subject matter and they weren't doing it yeah like they're famous and they got casted for it or something and it had two famous kids in it (laughs) yeah the kids are famous and i'm pretty sure the The dad is famous i don't know what he's in but he looks familiar yeah so it was good i really liked it even though it was scary and obviously it took home the oscar so that was live action documentary you watched period end of sentence before it was nominated yes it's on netflix everyone can watch it i watched it after it won and it was pretty good it's definitely something every girl should watch yeah we usually don't watch the documentaries because they're not all that good yeah but because i didn't really follow along for what else was nominated i didn't really have like you know i hated that girl's acceptance speech though yeah she set us back some years everyone knows what we're talking about if they heard that speech don't make a movie about it and then set us back and it was the first thing she said i was like wow way to completely discredit yourself this isn't you know what was weird about her saying it first thing was like she planned it yeah it was like it like she was like not a good joke this is what i'm gonna say even though my movie is completely the opposite of what i'm saying and then for animated you really hated bow i hate bow I don't think anyone should watch it. It makes no sense. I liked, what was it, One Small Step? Yeah, it was super cute. One Small Step was really good. Katie and I watched the shorts for like two and a half hours. So we we have some knowledge. So we watched almost all of them. Katie didn't see Bao. No, but it was funny because everything that you were telling me about Bao when it came out with The Incredibles mm-hmm. was exactly what Mabe said It makes when yeah. we were watching. So I was like, wow, this is the popular opinion. Bao was before The Incredibles and that's how I saw it. It makes no sense. I don't understand how she eats her child. Or why? Why do you eat your child? I like Bao, but like I don't like human Bao. Was it even cute? Like, was it well animated? Obviously, it's Pixar. It was well animated and like there was no speaking in it. So it was all done through like... There was also no speaking in the divorce one. That's true. Weekends. Weekends. I didn't like weekends. Well, actually, I kind of did. Weekends was cute. It just definitely wasn't going to win. It was another safe choice. Yeah. It's just kind of sad that the ones that we really like that actually should win will never stand a chance against Pixar. No. Like, Pixar's pretty much always going to win the animated short when yeah. they come out with it's, one. It should be called Just Vote for Disney. One Small Step was so good, though, and it's different than Bao, and that Bao is a, a mother-child relationship. But I liked One Small Step because they don't mention the mom. It's a father-daughter relationship. Yeah, and that's not even, like... It's kind of the center of the story, but it's also about, like, dreams. And And she's a powerful female in science. And she fails, and she gets up and does it again, and she's empowering and cute. And people will probably not even see it, honestly. No, Because it didn't come out before the Incredibles movie. I also think it was animated better than Bao. It was. It was super cute. I didn't see Bao, but it was it was really well done. Mm-hmm. And with all the space stuff, I think they did pretty good. Yeah. And then animal behavior. That yeah. was horrible. It made no sense. It was boring. The animation was fine, but it wasn't anything to, like, brag about because it was just normal drawings. 
I get the was point of every short film except for animal behavior. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? It was like all these animals at a therapy class and they talk about their problems and then they get mad at each other for having weird problems. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of like humans are like animals. There was no structure. Like they just kind of talk the whole time and there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of interrupting animals like going into their animal instincts which like if you're talking about humans what are you saying i don't know if it was supposed to be about how we treat animals like humans or how sometimes humans have animal instincts i really was very confused yeah and then the end was stupid the gorilla just took over the show i'm not really quite sure why the gorilla was like quiet the whole time and then was the star of the movie but remember how he like asked out the praying mantis at the end yeah that was some dumb joke to end your film like that's kind of cheating yeah like this like oh we did this incredible thing but also we're stupidly funny but you know one thing i don't understand about cable why would they include animal behavior in the shorts that they bundled to you but not bow yeah, they didn't put Bao, they didn't put whatever the other one was. But it I don't even matter, know. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was kind of sad that they chose that. I would have rather read about how stupid it was than waste 20 minutes on it. That was also the first short we watched and like felt like the longest. <laughs> yeah, we were like, uh, is this going to be worth it? But yeah, it was skin, period, end of sentence, and Bao. Yeah. And the only one that we think was dumb was how Bao won over one small step. Yeah, I'm okay with all the other ones. Definitely go watch it if you have a chance. I like watching the shorts. I liked it. And it's kind of a tradition. It's nice because, like, there's breaks in between and you get different stories. And it it is nice because you're not, like, invested in a two-hour movie. You kind of just get the story and then you're done. And sometimes the Oscar movies are so artsy that they're boring. Yeah. And no one ever gets to watch the shorts, so we kind of have a leg up when talking about it. Yeah. And we know what we're talking about. So, yeah, go watch the shorts. Support art. Okay, the snubs of this year that were most near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Number one is obviously Glenn Close getting snubbed. She's been nominated seven times and she lost to Olivia Coleman. But the good little silver lining is that Olivia Coleman's speech was amazing. It was the best speech of the Oscars. And quite honestly, I didn't want to see the favorite because it looked boring. But all the like snips that the Oscars used made me want to watch it. Yeah, they showed like the funnier parts and the relatable ones and the like women how yeah. it was back then. I also didn't watch The Wife, so I don't really know which one is better. But from all the previews I saw that the Oscars showed, I would have rather watched the favorite than the wife. Just to bring our favorite person into this, Lady Gaga. I love how she the didn't whole win. time. Well, I love how she didn't win, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, like Olivia Coleman, when she first went up and she was like, "Oh, this is stressful." Like I was rooting for Glenn Close, which is just adorable. Like mm-hmm. you say that in your speech is so cute. And then at the very end, when she's like getting pushed off, is when she's like, "Lady Gaga, oh my God, hi." Like, she pretty much forgot that she was yeah. nominated. Because <laughs> she shouldn't have been nominated. She wasn't rooting for Lady Gaga, so it made that speech even better. It was definitely a snub. Everyone's talking about it, so that's number one on our list. Poor Glenn Close. I know. She's gonna she have gets to... so close. She's so Glenn Close. <laughs> she I wonder so if close. she'll like, have time to do another one. I don't know. If... She could get the honorable one or whatever. Like, but... Spike Lee has one. Honorable mention? Honorary. 
honorary Oscar. Okay. Well, I don't know if she'll get one, but I feel bad. I feel Especially bad. because, like, I, I didn't see The Wife, but I read a synopsis. It's about, like, someone who isn't getting recognized for their work behind the scenes yeah. and, like, everything that they've done. And I don't think very many people know about Glenn Close, but she's got, like, a huge body of work that she's done. A lot of people know about Glenn Close that are not our age. Yeah. She's which... definitely big. But the same thing goes for Olivia Coleman. She's really big in Britain. Like, yeah. she's done a lot of British things. So both of them, honestly, have a pretty good resume. But I just think it's kind of ironic with the movie that she got snubbed with. Yeah. There were, like, audible gasps, too. Like, <laughs> for sure. Like, wait, what? And Olivia Coleman's like, amazing surprised face was so cute. And then Green Book is obviously number two. Should not have won. No, and it was sad, and I do remember reading about, like, of what to vote for and stuff like that. Like, people were worried. They were actually, like, quote, worried. That Green Book would win. That Green Book would win. So it was kind of like that one. Roma was obviously, like, a front runner. I don't think A Star is Born was necessarily a front runner, but, you know, people were, like, kind of, quote, worried about that. I don't even think I really read it. I just saw Roma, and I was like, it's gonna be Roma. Yeah. But people were worried about Green Book, and I don't know, do people not know that it's, like, false? Honestly, the more I think about it, I think that the Bohemian Rhapsody scandal probably really overshadowed anything that happened with Green Book. People also thought Bohemian Rhapsody would win because it won the Globe. I mean, it was definitely a frontrunner. Yeah, but I don't think they would have voted for it. No, but even if you don't know about, like, the lies of Green Book, like... My dad and I have our list of movies that we want to watch together because that's, like, something we do. Mm-hmm. And when Green Book came out, it was, like, number one on his list. Like, he super-duper wanted to watch it. And then he was reading reviews about how it was super preachy and it's, like, so clearly about race, but, like, they kind of rub it in your face, not really, like, a delicate way. Mm-hmm. And that it's just kind of, like, not a profound thing if you do that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not telling us something that we don't know. And so he actually took it off our list for that reason. It also really didn't win anything else. Screenplay. Yeah, that. But So if it can't sweep any other categories, how is it winning Best Picture? That's what I don't understand. It happens a lot, though. Like, it didn't have the best score. It didn't have the best cinematography. It didn't have the best makeup. It didn't have the best editing. But somehow, it is the best movie. Best Picture and Best like... Screenplay kind uh-huh. of go hand in hand. But it definitely was weird that it wasn't in the director... It didn't actor. Win director actor. Oh, I guess actor, the Marushala. guy with the beanie. But, like, director, cinematography, and editing is a big deal. Hand in hand would be writing in a picture, but the other three, yeah, it was kind of weird. It should have, like, swept if it really should have won. Yeah. Because, like, Black Panther was taking everything. And Roma. Roma won foreign, foreign. language and director. Mm hmm. That was definitely a weird snub. And usually when we're at our Oscar party, when Best Picture is announced, like, we're all talking about it and we're like, we have our reactions and all this stuff. But, like, it was definitely weird because they announced it and we were pretty much, F this, we're done. Like, we just pretty much started packing up. <laughs> I feel up. like even the announcers were surprised. I don't think anyone really listened. The only reason I know about their speech is from reading it today. I was like, that's ridiculous. So that was just a, it was just dumb. I was just like, are you kidding me? Both I, me and Elise screamed at the TV. I also still don't want to see Green Book. Like the Oscars made me want to see the favorite. I don't want to see Green Book. No, it doesn't even look amazing. Even if there wasn't any controversy over it. I kind of want to see Vice, but like. Vice, favorite. Have you seen Black Panther? Yeah. Well, we usually get caught up on the Oscars. But... I actually saw Black Panther on my birthday last year. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> but that's a good movie to watch. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, and then, Katie, what was the third biggest Oscar the snub? The biggest snub of all the snubs at the Oscars was, what's her name? Lucy Boynton. Boynton. Remy Malik calls out Lucy Boynton in the middle of his, no, like end of his speech. And he's telling her how great she is. She's making the eyes at him. Everyone. They're both like about to cry. Yeah. And everyone thought he was going to propose. We that would have all... been the perfect moment. And she was saying it with her eyes. Yeah. And all the girls in the room at your Oscar party were like, do it. Do it. Like we were egging him on. And then he was just like, thank you. And we're like, oh, that was. He's lame. like, thanks. Love you. Bye. I would have been like, you've got to be kidding me. Plus, Lisa brought up that they did that at the Grammys, so like, it would have been perfect. Like, It would have been like, good, yeah. Put the icing on the cake of 2018. And but. they're so cute. Like, they're in the movie together, and she's adorable. She's I, too good for him. I thought she was cute. And she's like, what, 12 years younger than him or something? He, she's like, younger she's than him. She's our age. She's 25. Much better looking than he is. Yeah. And I don't know what else Remy Malik has been in. I robot. Okay, but like, they probably make about the same. Because she's an actress, too. I mean, he's definitely bigger now. Yeah, but before but, he wasn't. But it was just so cute. Like, it was a perfect moment, and he lost, he missed that chance. And then he apparently promptly fell off the stage, so. Well, yeah. I guess he got his karma. I just felt bad for her. I was like, wow, that could have been really great. And but. I hope he listens to our podcast, because she's definitely not going to tell him that. She's no. not going to be like, oh, you effed I feel like up. I wish he would have proposed to me. She's not going to say anything. The guy that proposed at the Grammys, I think both of him and his fiance are a little bit older. Uh-huh. It was kind of cuter and I guess made more sense, but like this was just... You would have made it really good for us millennials. It would have been really great and there's no reason to like give your girlfriend that much thanks if she's not going to be your wife. Like what if you break up? Then that's weird. But if you're going to give her that big of a shout out, like make her your goddamn wife. Your Oscar speech will go down in history because of that amazing look that you guys gave each other. And I hear how no one's talking about that, but everyone's talking about Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. But just imagine, like, if they do break up and then he gets another wife, she'll always be pissed off about the Oscar speech. I mean, that'll come to haunt him. But he's kind of like a clumsy, like, things follow him around kind of guy. So, like, it could happen. It could. But he missed his chance. It could have not happened, but he kind of did this to himself. He's got to win another Oscar just to propose to her, so he better get to work. (laughs) Yep, he has to get to work and uh, Glenn Close has to get glenn close again <laughs> i don't know how many years of movie making she's left but in her seven oscar nominations she's i don't know if she's gonna do the and it was olivia coleman's first i think it was her first nomination yeah there was a lot of first nomination wins skin yeah. was a first nomination win well all the shorts are pretty much like that except for pixar bow i know there was another one though was it regina king Maybe. i believe she was a first nomination win. i remember the announcer saying that a lot though that's true there was a lot of first nomination wins but those are the three oscar snubs in our opinion biggest snub of the night that concludes another episode of bitch better have my coffee the oscar episode the oscar coffee episode oscar maybe 2018 2019 episode yep i'm katie and i'm katie